Welcome to the Soul Ed Podcast with me, intuitive life and business coach, Amelia Francesca. Soul Ed is for the big-hearted visionaries who know they want to play a little differently in this world. It's your space to connect deeper with your inner guidance and in turn live out your most liberated, radiant and expansive life. Hey beautiful ones, it is so nice to be back here with you. This morning I was out for a run and the sun was shining and I was down by this gorgeous park that's near me and it has a lake and oh my goodness there were baby ducks and baby swans like in the little lake and it feels like nature has just completely started to blossom and there's beautiful leaves on the trees and flowers everywhere It feels like we're right in the midst of spring, but also on the cusp of it turning into summer and it turning into heat. And it just for me was like, ah, this is so glorious and good. For me as a Leo, as a summer baby, summer for me is like my season, my season where life just feels even better than any other time. And It felt like the perfect moment to sit down this afternoon and record a podcast and talk about the secrets to living an epically sweet life. And when I say epically sweet, I mean the kind of life that makes you just want to lap up even more of it, where you feel like you're living a life where both externally and internally things are just flowing, things are feeling great, things feel attuned and aligned to what really matters to you, to what your soul is calling for, what your heart is after, And you just want to keep soaking up even more of the goodness. You're like, oh my God, let me just lean even further into what is existing for me. That's the kind of thing that I mean when I talk about an epically sweet life. So I just wrote very quickly down the first seven things that came to mind. I thought, huh, if somebody just asked me today, what are the secrets to living this kind of a life? What are the very first things that I'd say just off the cuff? And so that's where we're going to take it. It's a bit of a riffing episode. um, And I really hope that they act as beautiful invitations or reminders for you. So when I say secrets, many of these you'll likely already know. You'll likely already um, have utilized them in the past or know that they exist. But I often find that due to, you know, the busyness of day-to-day life, the times that sometimes life becomes a bit monotonous and we're just moving through the paces, we can let these kind of things just slip and, and not take up priority and not take up space. And yet when we start to re-allow these back into our lives, the ripple effects that it creates from both an internal and external perspective are profound and can often happen so quickly for us. So this is your invitation to feel into seven things I'm going to share and see which ones or one you really want to lean into a little bit more over the coming weeks. So without further ado, and in no particular order, let's kick off. So the first one is doing things where the journey feels as good as the end 
goal or the end destination. So what I mean by this is really taking a moment to explore what we perceive as to be some of our goals, our aspirations, our visions for a little bit down the line. And to then look with a reverse engineering mindset and think about what we're actually doing that is getting us there, what we're doing that is going to lead to that end destination. And then exploring the things that I'm doing to get me there, are there things which feel as good as I know the feeling of achieving it is going to be? So let's get, talk about some examples. If we think about our own sense of well-being, if we think about wanting to move towards feeling even healthier, fitter, stronger, more energized, more liberated in our bodies, is the way that we're allowing ourselves to move towards that place coming from doing things that feel really energizing, liberating, strengthening, exciting for us. For me, for example, I feel like I've really stumbled on what feels really good for me. I know that there's certain specific things, running, weight training, um, CrossFit, yoga, being out in nature, that really move me toward that even deeper. Whereas if I forced myself to do it through dancing or Pilates, even though I kind of secretly wish that I was really good at both of those things. They don't light me up. Like whenever I've been to a Pilates class, I'm literally in the class like, when is this going to end? Oh my God, has it only been 10 minutes? I can't believe it's only been 10 minutes. That's the kind of energy that I'm showing up in. Whereas in running, I could just run for hours and hours. I don't run for hours and hours, but I could because it just feels so yum. So really noticing like, is the thing that I'm doing that, is leading me towards this end goal? Is it feeling really good? And we can apply it to every aspect of our lives. When we look at our professional lives, when we look at our work, our soul's callings, our careers, our businesses, when we have bigger goals for ourselves, perhaps it's that next promotion, perhaps it's hitting um, a bigger financial goal within your business, perhaps it's something else. Is the steps that you're taking to get you there, do they feel like they are giving you the same level of expansive growth, successful, exhilarating feelings that you imagine that goal giving you? Because there's so many different ways to get us to a destination. There's so many different ways it can unfold. So we might as well make sure that we're doing it in a way that feels good. Now, sometimes it won't actually be changing the thing that we'll be doing. It will just be changing our mindset and our approach to that thing. So we might not actually feel like we need to change the system to getting ourselves there, but we might need to change it from feeling like a bit of a slog to actually falling in love with the journey. So sometimes it is being discerning between actually I'm doing something that completely is just never going to feel good. It doesn't feel aligned with what's true for me, for my body, for my being. So I need to scrap that and find something else versus other times where I'm doing something that doesn't actually feel that good or enjoyable, but I do believe that it is for my highest 
benefit in the long run, I do believe it is going to pay off for me. And I do believe it still feels in alignment with what is true for me and true for my body and my being, even if it doesn't actually feel that good in the moment. So is there ways to make it feel better? Is there ways that I can fall more in love with this journey? And what might that look like? Do I need to do it at different times of the day? Do I need to apply different boundaries? Do I need to ask for help? Do I need to explore why I feel so uncomfortable doing this thing and what would actually make it feel a little bit easier? So really turning our lives from being just this glorious end destination and goal into the journey feeling so enjoyable and blissful and expansive really relinquishes um, and releases so much of the pressure that we tend to otherwise put on our aspirations. It really removes it feeling like this golden thing at the end of the mountain into, oh, it's just another it's just another thing that exists on this this hike through life that I'm going on. Which leads me nicely into number two, which is making time for the simple moments in our lives, making time for what is in front of us right now. And again, this is going to help us lean even more into it's not just about the future. It's not just about the next aspiration that I have for my work, for my relationships, for my body, for my uh, financial state. It is about allowing the now to be just as important and just as glorious. So leaning into the simple moments isn't something that's a secret, right? Like, you know about this. we we read about it online all the time. And we probably even pick out a quote that sounds really nice about leaning into the simplicity of life. And we might even find ourselves reposting it and thinking about it. But are we actually enabling ourselves to do it every single day? So when I talk about really enjoying the simple moments, it doesn't have to be anything specifically special. It doesn't have to be the things that are different in our days. It can be the things that happen every single day, but allowing ourselves to be truly present and create space and time for those moments, like our morning coffee or our morning journaling or the time that we get in the day that is just purely for ourselves, even if it's just for 10 minutes or the time that we are moving our bodies or in nature or the moment in the day where we speak to a loved one. Whatever it is, it's really just allowing ourselves to really relish in those moments. And in doing so, not only in that particular moment will it feel even better that we're able to be so present, but it is really teaching our bodies and our nervous systems that it's safe to be present. It's safe to be in the moment and it's safe for our bodies to rest and it's safe for us to be in a pause mode, be in a present mode. And in doing so, it doesn't hinder or halt us from our end goals, nor does it prevent more glory from coming into our lives. It simply means that we're able to really relish in what already exists. And it enables our bodies to start to learn how to create space for more to come. Because if we've spent all of these years moving towards creating things 
externally that are going to enable us to live what we perceive to be a great life, but we've never really spent the time to learn how to be deeply present. What happens when we get there, right? Like we know this, but what happens when we get there? We don't know how to be present with what is in front of us. And we find ourselves thinking, God, I always wanted this. I always wanted this experience. And yet I'm not even allowing myself to be present in it because my body hasn't learned yet how to feel safe to exist in the present moment. So this is like so powerful because it not only gives you um, something really enjoyable for each day, but it also over the long run is really recalibrating your body to get comfortable with being in the present so that as you achieve that next goal, as you receive that next thing that feels really good, as you feel your life deepening and expanding, you're able to really appreciate and relish in it. The next one, number three, is being okay with it not always feeling sweet. This is so key, in my personal opinion, for enabling our lives to feel glorious for our lives to feel glorious we have to be okay with that they're not going to feel glorious all the time and again that can be so releasing (laughs) that can be so releasing for our bodies that we're like oh I don't have to feel incredible all the time for my life to be incredible and it feels I believe really empowering when we recognize that all of our emotions still get to coexist still get to take up space in this glorious and epically sweet life and I really think that we start to view our emotions a bit more like how children do how they just move through what is true and present for them in each moment and when you look at a small child they experience lots of different emotions in a day and they don't really make it mean anything about themselves or about their day or about their lives they just are true to themselves in that moment I think we can learn so much from looking at the way uh, small children behave and when we think about it like that when we think about being okay with everything not always feeling glorious Not only is it going to really release the pressure, but it's also us being able to notice that even in a day where we're feeling, you know, emotions that feel heavy and dense. So maybe we're feeling sad or we're feeling frustration or we're feeling anger that hasn't made us move away from or um, get further, move away from or get further away from this, this beautiful life. And it also isn't, isn't really the thing that's preventing our lives from being beautiful. It just also is existing. It's like our lives, our lives feel good. My life is epically sweet. I love leaning into it. And also I'm sad today and that's okay. And I think it is such a important thing, especially in a world where we see a lot about, you know, I'm trying to think how to word this. So we see a lot about spiritual bypassing and emotional bypassing, right? And I think also we can sometimes get sold these ideas of like, well, once 
all of this stuff falls into place, whether it's from an internal perspective, how we feel about ourselves or an external perspective perspective of something's changed in our lives, like then it will always feel glorious and I will never feel up and down in my emotions again. And then we get to that thing. We realize that we've done the internal, the external work that we were told to do. And we start to notice that our emotions still from time to time are wavering because life is lifing and we're living the human experience. And the human experience is a lot of things, right? And then we start to think that, oh my gosh, am I failing? Am I not evolved enough yet? Have I not done the work enough yet? And it becomes this whole vicious cycle. Whereas the more that we can lean into, I'm going that my life is epically and gloriously sweet. And I'm a human who is so intuitive and connected in that I'm actually able to truly feel all my emotions, that all of my emotions get to coexist here, that I get to be a whole human who has a whole array of feelings. Ah, Like, doesn't that just feel like the exhale that we need sometimes? And so allowing life to life gets to be a whole part of our lives feeling epically sweet. Number four is making big moves and taking the courageous actions. <sighs> so wouldn't it be great if the whole part of the whole podcast, all of the seven things were just like lean into the coffee, lean into the emotions, lean into just doing things that feel good, right? Like, wouldn't that be glorious? And I say this a bit tongue in cheek because I actually think as humans, we don't just want things to feel easy all the time. I think, yeah, we want things to feel easeful. We don't want to feel like things are a slog, that we are ever climbing up this mountain that just never seems to end. I don't think we want that. And I don't believe that life has to feel that way either. But I do believe that we love challenges. We love stretching ourselves. We love growth. We love seeing what we're capable of. We love pushing ourselves. So I don't actually think it's a bad thing that in order to live the kind of life that feels so good, what is required of that is to take courageous action. I think it's actually something that is ingrained within us to be able to be courageous as humans and do the actions that feel nervy and edgy and scary because deep down we know that there's something more out there for us and we're going to live to our fullest capabilities. So courageous actions and making big moves, as we know, can look different day to day, week to week. It depends which area in your life is calling you forward. But the invitation in sharing this right now is if you're feeling like you want your life to feel a little bit like a little bit better, a little bit sweeter, is am I taking the moves that are going to get me there? Um, Am I showing up for myself in the most courageous of ways? Am I doing the edgy things? So, so important, right? And can we just also um, appreciate more the fact that we actually do crave this as humans? I think we don't always want to be in those spaces. We need to make sure that we're finding a good calibration, a good balance between stretching ourselves and also allowing ourselves to rest, recharge, 
We often hear about how after a um, expansion comes a contraction, right? So after you've just expanded and pushed yourself, if you've taken that edgy move, after you've sent that email or asked that question or done that thing, you know, um, it can sometimes then be like, oh God, I just want to like hide away now. That's actually supernatural. It is the the natural path that we go on to, as we recalibrate to the fact that we've just made a big move. So we don't always want to be in big moves constantly because we don't want our nervous system to be fried. <laughs> we don't want to be feeling like we're only ever in expansion and never in the contraction. But the making big moves is something that we cannot bypass is something that is required of us and can we allow ourselves to reconnect in with the part of us that actually really strives for that the like we I just think sometimes in especially in the way that society speaks to us we forget how strong and capable and powerful that we are and we forget that that part of us that fires exists in our belly that really wants us to go after the big thing Number five is communicating your needs. Just as with many of the things that we're sharing, this is going to look different to each person at whatever stage you're at in your life and whichever area of your life you're really focusing on right now. But rather than presuming that somebody else knows what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we need, communicating our needs communicating our needs to our spouse to our loved ones to our friends to our colleagues to our coach or mentor um, to our healthcare professionals allowing ourselves to say what it is that we need in that moment and not making ourselves feel like we have to go this alone I mainly mention this as communicating our needs outwardly, so externally to the relevant people and really thinking about, okay, if I know that this is what really enables me to live a sweet and epic life and actually that's then going to have a ripple effect into the people around me. So it might affect if I really want X because that feels really good for me, that might have a real big knock-on effect to my spouse or it might show up, it might... Uh, it might determine the way that I'm showing up with my friends now, because actually I might be like burying myself away for the next three months, working on a project and not be spending as much time with them. Or I might really want to start leaning into the social element of my life. So I might actually need more from them. and want more with them right now. Or it might look like part of your courageous big actions and moves that you're taking mean that you need to communicate a little bit more of what you want, what you need, what your own vision is for yourself to your manager, to your boss, to your uh, coach, to your peers, to your team, for example. So really noting, like, if this is what it is that determines a really great life for me, the life that feels really true for me, who is automatically affected by that? And how can I communicate to them what is happening what I might need from them what do they have any concerns do they have any um any worries any fears around what what is it is happening right now with the actions that I'm taking and I'm really going there with those special people 
it also looks like communicating your needs to yourself. So not bypassing needs that you have because you think that it makes you weak or they're irrelevant or you shouldn't really be giving too much time to them but actually being truthful of what your own needs are. So for example, if you find that after you've taken big momentous action, one of your needs is to go inward and contract, are you creating the permission for yourself to actually do that? Are you really thinking about what you need right now to be able to facilitate this life that feels so good? Like what, are are we being completely honest with ourselves which leads me nicely into the number seven number six number six Amelia number six of following what's true for us following what's true for us now as you know I'm somebody that speaks a lot about intuition. I always describe my work as being very intuitive and I describe myself as leading an intuitive life. So I often end up attracting people into my community, into my space. So also feel really compelled to live intuitively and really live from their soul and their hearts and, and their inner guidance. And I think what can be so important is to just keep keep, keep, keep checking back in with our intuition, checking back in with our hearts, our souls, our beings, our bodies, and seeing what is true for me right now. Because sometimes our paths change. Sometimes what felt true and most important and the the way of getting there yesterday has completely change today and now we think there's a whole other way that we can get quote unquote there we find that there's a whole different way that we want to do things and it's allowing ourselves to notice that we don't have to remain on one path there's never one way of accomplishing something there's never one way of living a truly sweet and glorious life there's never one way of getting to that end destination and are we making sure that the path we're on is still true for us because we're so ever evolving and ever changing and one little micro shift might want to rock the entire way that we move toward an end goal or that we allow ourselves to be in our lives or how we show up so really checking in and sometimes you know undiscover um un sometimes discovering what is true for you in that moment might be a little bit uncomfortable because it can sort of feel like oh well it would have just been easier to have just kept going the way that I was or oh now there's this whole other aspect of myself that needs considering but I find that when we resist what is true for us that in the long run is the thing that exhausts us most So when we're running low on energy, and when I say energy, I'm talking about all different types of energy, emotional, mental, physical, creative energy, sexual energy, whatever energy it is, if we're running low on energy, oftentimes it's because we're denying something that is true within us. Maybe just because we haven't given ourselves the space and time to really hear it and let it seep its way out through ourselves. 
other times because we up until now we were doing what was true for us up until now the path we were on felt really really good and in alignment but something has shifted something has changed either internally or externally which has just meant that that's actually no longer completely true and so now we need to honor a different truth right so even though sometimes listening to what is true for us can feel hard and it would feel almost easier to just kind of ignore it in the long run when we ignore it it is really the thing that exhausts us and that prevents us from being able to breathe into this sweet glorious life and that brings me on to the final piece which is being willing to go it alone this kind of links into a couple of the other pieces that we've covered, taking the big actions and following what's true for you. That there are going to be times in bringing together this epically sweet life that you're going to feel like you have to go it alone a little bit. Like you have to be the one that takes the first step, that takes that bold move and when we think about someone taking a first step so think about a group of people all in a row together and then someone takes the first step that person is in the front and is no longer in a line with everyone else so they are going it alone and sometimes you might only have to go it alone for a millisecond before other people join us but to live a sweet life asks us to be really courageous and brave and that means taking those moves that sometimes mean that we're out by ourselves for a little bit it might mean putting into place boundaries that other people can't quite get their heads around but it feels really true and important to us and we know we need to go ahead with it it might mean doing something that no one else quite understands because it's not status quo it's not the way the rest of society are going or they just don't quite get it within their realm of experience. But for you, it is true and it is necessary. It might mean being the person who is getting up early or staying up late as you bury yourself away and work on what feels really important to you, whether that's in a personal aspect or a professional one. And you feel like it's just me that's doing this right now. None of my friends or my peers are doing this. I'm kind of in it alone. So to really land into that glorious life that we want, sometimes it will ask us to go it alone. It will ask us to allow the courageous action to happen and then go it alone. And it is allowing ourselves to remain strong in those moments rather than to notice that we might be, quote unquote, alone in that area and wanting to shrink back and resume where everyone else is actually allowing ourselves to stay out there and I don't normally always mean like physically alone I probably few times you're actually going to be physically alone it's more like the sense of being a little bit alone more of the sense of being like that lone wolf who is choosing to do things a different way you might hear all of your friends speak about dating in one context that isn't particularly positive. And you think, I actually want to have a really positive experience with dating. So I'm going to view it in a completely different way. And I might feel like I'm the only one that does it this way, which makes me feel a little bit alone in this. But 
that's okay because it's what feels right and true for me. The same can apply for business, the same can apply for your career, the same can apply in your approach to parenting, in your approach to health and well-being, into so many different things, right? So it's being okay because you know what is following what's true for you to be a little bit off the side from perhaps what you see the majority of people doing. A couple of things that have always really helped me with that is knowing that Okay, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable to kind of be out here on my own, but one, it feels more comfortable to do that than it does to ignore what is true for me and to not go after what is really important for me. Two, am I actually alone? Or is that other people who get this? Is that other people who, even if they're not living the exact same experience as me, who understand? And I've often found that there is, there is people that do. There is your community, there is coaches and mentors. There are often times when we allow ourselves to come back to the previous point of communicating our needs, there is often times your most loved ones who want to support you in these moments. And that can really help with going it alone. So I really hope that this has been a supportive episode. I really hope that there has been some beautiful takeaways here, or as I say, reminders of really what to allow yourself to lean into so that life gets to feel just a little bit more glorious. If you have been nodding along to this podcast and relating to it, you might want to check out Bloom, which is a 12-week group experience starting at the end of May and weaving together the power of coaching, of energy work and of circle. We're going to be going on a glorious journey together as an intimate and devotional group as you allow yourself to root into your wholeness, to reclaim that innate wisdom that you have and to really allow that to support you to rise as the leader of your life and to create waves in what you do and how you're feeling so that you can really experience that gloriously sweet and epic life. If you would like to know more, you can check out the show notes and the link below, which will give you all of the details. Okay, my loves, it was so great to be back in space with you and I will see you soon. Have a glorious day.